With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Here we go. It is a Friday, and there is a lot to talk about. Live in Los Angeles, it's the herd wherever you may be, and however, and wherever you may be listening. iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio, FS1. One hour from now, our Blazing Five. Weird week, a lot of big favorites. Popular teams, Bills, a big favorite. Cowboys, a favorite on the road. J-Mac is joining us. So, here's things we do know. The NFC is weaker than the AFC, and it does look like physically through our television set, Philadelphia and the Niners are easily the two best rosters in the NFC. Can we agree on that? Collision course in the NFC no championship. Question. Colin, I hope the uh, audience yesterday, we talked, we love the Niners. All the perceived sharps were all over Seattle. You got to bet Seattle at home. Not us. Yeah, well, uh, not think? at all. <laughs> so we know the Niners are good. All right. So so the whole Brock Purdy experiment. And you look at his numbers last night and you you know I watched the game and you watched the game and you know he was 17 of 26, 217 yards, couple of TDs, no interceptions. Um but it's interesting now. Let's let's be critical thinkers now. How long will Brock Purdy's run last? We know they're really good. We know they and Philadelphia look like the two teams in the NFC. Dallas is, is back. Now, they say once a defensive coordinator gets four games of film on you, they see the holes. They see the weaknesses. So that's coming up. Here's what I see. And this is sort of what they are. Their three best offensive players are Kittle, Debo, and McCaffrey. And they all get banged up. Debo is currently banged up. 
So here's the hole I see for the Niners. Now because they have Brock Purdy, who's gonna they're gonna dive in on two or three things he trusts. They're becoming very Christian McCaffrey reliant. He had 26 carries last night. Uh, at this point in his career, he shouldn't be carrying the ball 26 times. And George Kittle was the number one wide receiver. So now because Debo's out, they're going heavy on McCaffrey and heavy on Kittle, who I love and you love and the world loves. But these guys can't be heavy usage guys in the regular season. And because Debo is out and Purdy is a young kid. So Geno last night had five different guys with four more catches. 13 of the 17 completions for Brock Purdy went to three guys, one of them McCaffrey. So they're becoming incredibly reliant on Christian and Kittle because of Debo's injuries. Also, the commanders are coming up, a very physical football team. They're going to know, take Kittle out. You know, Ron Rivera and that defense, really smart cats. People are going to start taking things away from Brock Purdy. So it is interesting. What we love about them is their physicality. But now with Debo out, they're going heavy McCaffrey and heavy Kittle. It's not a criticism. It's their reality. And Brock Purdy is a young quarterback, right? Geno's been in this league long enough. He sees the overall field probably a little better. He mixes it up. He becomes a little less reliant on one or two players. Um, but that said, it's a small criticism, it feels like, because this looks like the Ray Lewis Ravens defense. I mean, they're playing 1980s football. Seattle looked like they were getting pushed around for mostly three and a half hours. Seattle's offensive line is pretty good. Could not block Bosa. Could not block the Niners. Bowling ball coming down an alley. Get out of the way. Uh, it feels a little bit like that Tony Dungy Tampa team. It feels like the Ravens. Um, but the difference is with this Niner team is whereas the Chicago Bears of 1985 offense was pretty simplistic and the Dilfer Super Bowl Ray Lewis champion offense didn't have dynamic players, they're going to get Debo back. Between Debo and Jennings and Kittle and McCaffrey, it's the perfect balance of this tough, intimidating, physical, unblockable defense and this super smart and clever and finessey offense. I mean, that double fake screen to George Kittle, I guarantee you their coaches all over college and pro football stealing that thing. Got their notepad out watching that game. So it's a really interesting combination. Usually the physical teams, the Ravens with Ray Lewis, the Bears in 85, kind of a simplistic offense. They play not to lose. These guys got a lot of skill. I do worry that they're becoming very McCaffrey-Kittle-reliant with a young quarterback and Debo out. Kittle talked about it after the game. Whenever Christian McCaffrey touches a football, like I think it's going to be a touchdown. Uh, you know, he, he ran his tail off tonight. He was violent. He was physical. He got downhill, made guys miss. Um, and then for him to get a touchdown, too, it's awesome. But definitely, you know, we're in a groove. When Jimmy got hurt, we said hey, our best players need to step up and make bigger plays. Debo gets hurt, hey, our best players need to step up even more and make bigger plays. And that's what, we, that's what we're doing, and that's what we're going to continue to try to do. So cross your fingers on the health of McCaffrey and George Kittle, two players I absolutely love. I love Debo Samuel. But this style of football, they literally punish you on offense like most defenses do. They're as physical on the offensive side as the defensive side. The games for the Niners just look different. Outside of that second half against Kansas City, teams feel like they're waving the flag by the end of the game. Let's just get into the hot tub. Let's get into the ice tub. Let's, let's get into some tub. We're worn out. 
So I saw this story. I live in Los Angeles. I, I like when my local teams win because even though I try to be objective, everybody's happier. It's fun to go to a sports bar and it's all Dodger fans or USC fans. It's fun. According to uh, Jovan Buha of The Athletic, the Lakers have been considering different trade options. One of the most attractive is moving Westbrook in that $47 million salary. We've talked about this ad nauseum. But according to Sam Amick, a guy who I have on the show and trust, too, um, it is unlikely now the Lakers are pulling back on trading Westbrook because his recent level of play. Do the Lakers not have an analytics department? He's shooting, by the way, his elevated level of play, he's shooting 41% from the floor. That's not good for a guard. And 31% from three. That's terrible for a guard. <sighs> because he's not toxic, they don't want to make the move. Listen, man, your game is your game. It's why I predicted Westbrook and Cam Newton would age quickly and age poorly. Hyper-athleticism in an era of analytics and efficiency and accuracy changes everything. In the 70s, 80s, 90s, early 2000s, you're a quarterback with a big arm. Woo! Got to complete 62, 63% minimum. The game has changed. In the NBA, I grew up in an, I loved the NBA. I'm like Rain Man on 70s NBA. Uh, I collected basketball cards not baseball cards. I had some baseball cards, but I, I, I collected basketball, NBA cards. And I had so many guys like World Be Free and all these crazy wild players. I loved them. Analytically, they were awful. But in that era, they were great. But analytics are the enemy of Westbrook. Just go to your analytics department, Lakers. The Lakers have been outscored by 71 points when Westbrook is on the floor. They've outscored their opponents by 28 when he's on the bench. <laughs> so, like, analytics are the home inspector of real estate. You ever walk into a house, ooh, honey, look at the furnishings. Man, that kitchen, <laughs> they put some money into that. I love the backyard. Honey, come upstairs. You got to see the kids' room. And then the home inspector comes and he takes a flashlight and he goes underneath the house and he goes up on the roof and he goes in and looks at the electrical and the plumbing. That's what analytics are to basketball. And he comes back and he said, oh, yeah, you, got, you need a new air conditioning unit. We needed one of those. Uh, you got some rot. You got, if you took a home inspector to Russell Westbrook's game, you'd find a lot of leaks and faulty wiring and you'd have foundational problems. If the Lakers are pulling back on moving him because his recent play, they're still awful when he's on the floor and better when he's not. That's why the Warriors, I see this all the time in sports. It's why the Dodgers keep winning their division. It's why the Warriors keep winning titles. Some of these teams in these sports just are not paying attention. I had a conversation about... 10 days ago with a recently retired NBA scout who I leaned on for years, really smart guy. And I asked him about the Lakers and he said, there's just too many family members running the show. 
he's like, it's an eye roll with some of their moves. Like, some of their guys just can't play at all, and everybody in the league knows it except the Lakers. But, I mean, folks, just go to analytics. They're the home inspector of real estate. They're the truth serum. All jumping and leaping and hustle, and what do the numbers say? Are you good when you're on the floor? Are you good when you're off the floor? When's the team better? Westbrook's a nice guy. Can't shoot, doesn't defend, and just isn't necessarily great with LeBron James. Remember Alex Caruso for the Lakers? Still can't figure out why they let him go. I mean, most people. I mean, I I know what they were trying to do, but in the end, Alex Caruso always felt like when he was on the floor with LeBron, LeBron liked him. Now there's a report they want to bring Kyle Kuzma back. Why'd you let him go? I mean, this this story is like, you want to you want to know how far the Lakers are behind the Warriors? Just forget the, just forget the players, but just analytics, brain power. I mean, this is uh, I just don't get it. All right, people going crazy last night. <laughs> Fans just hate these roughing the passer penalties. Oh, my God. Plus, blazing 545 minutes from now. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to to start listening.
So we talked about this yesterday. The NFL is a television show. The league, just like the NBA and baseball, but especially the NBA and the NFL, make far more money off the television dollars than they do butts in seats. Didn't used to be that way in the 60s and 70s. It is today. The home viewer is worth more than the in-stadium viewer because TV networks can take that home viewer, and when you accumulate all those home viewers, higher incomes, sell them to advertisers if the economy is good. I mean, the NFL is making billions at five different networks or four different networks. Now they're making it with Amazon. Only 13 quarterbacks have started every game, a third of the league. The quality of football, we also know, deteriorates rapidly when you go to backups. Kyler Murray to Colt McCoy. I think we've all seen enough of Drew Locke for one lifetime. It's a TV show. I know the Nick Bosa roughing the passer penalty drives you crazy, but think about insurance. All of you have paid insurance. I've been paying insurance. I'm in my mid-50s, late-50s now. I've been paying it for 40 years. I've used it twice, but it protects me. That's why I pay for it, and I almost never use it. But I get why we have it. It's the same reason sometimes I overparent. My kids want to do this. My kids want to do that. Dad, you're so strict. It's to protect you. When you're 25 years old, 23 years old, out of the house, you do what you want. But I'm not letting you jumping out of a helicopter yet. This is all about protecting the quality of football. They're going to overparent. Yeah, this is what you do. We know in this league, Mahomes and Josh Allen play. You literally think about it on Tuesday for a Sunday game. Oh, my God, I can't wait. If Josh Johnson would have played against Geno Smith last night, I do this for a living, and it would have been work to get me to a TV. Even Brock Purdy, a backup, made it watchable. So the league is doing this for a reason, and Nick Bosa talked about it after. I landed on him. It was... I just kind of, I don't know, I thought he still had the ball. So I, I was kind of thinking, <clears throat> thinking about while I was going to the ground whether he had the ball or not, and I forgot to roll off. Um, I'm usually better at doing that. So um, it was a good call, I guess. <laughs> For the record, I like Micah Parsons. That is your MVP. That guy is unblockable. And his brother's pretty good, too. And the dad was pretty good. But Nick Bosa and that defense, listen, quarterbacks are getting smaller. Quarterbacks are running more. This is a television show. You got to protect them. You got to overparent. I get it. And it drives me nuts, too. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Protecting Geno Smith. I like that. You want to you protect that franchise quarterback. You got you to hey, protect Geno Smith. Geno, big, strong, complete passes, keeps the game moving. I mean, say what, I mean I'm not a huge Geno Smith fan, but, I mean, if you go look at his numbers last night, he's, he's an adult. <laughs> <laughs> Had a dropped interception. That should have been a pick six. Awful flag. Anyways, all right, Colin. The big NFL story here breaking in the last hour. As I was driving to work here. My phone just starts blowing up. Mike White will not be able to play Heartbreak. this weekend for the New York Jets. The immortal Mike White, who has been a tremendous story the last few weeks, not cleared for contact by doctors. 
unable to go due to a rib injury. Now, they're not saying much more, Colin. He was at practice all week, but he's not cleared for contact. I don't know what happened inside Mike White's body. Clearly, the Jets aren't going to say, and that's fine. But you know what that means. At the starting QB, QB1 for the Jets on Sunday against the Lions in a must-win if they want to get in the playoffs is Zach Wilson. So let me be glass half full, Colin. Oh, I love this, Colin. Yes. You did draft him, too. You got to figure out if he's the guy. It's the game of the season. There's real pressure, and he has been humbled. This is a great moment for you. Your chances of winning may be better with Mike White, but this is the biggest Jets game in about four years. You got to beat Detroit at home. And you know what? It's real pressure. And the papers and the media and the talk shows in New York are all over it. Okay, kid. Okay, cool, good-looking kid. Your ball. Win the game. Because we know the defense is good enough. We know the corner's good enough. We know the young receivers are good enough. The only question with that team is, Zach, are you good enough? So let's not give him any layups. He is now rushed into starting duty. Young Mahomes would have won it. Young Burrow would have won it. This is why this is the moment. I don't want him to get a layup. I want him to be told on Thursday or Friday morning, dude, you got to play. What? Yeah, you win. Sunday, go. Weather's bad. Got to win. Huge pressure in New York. This is why you drafted him second. And by this point in year two, if he can't take that football and beat the Lions defense at home, you got the wrong guy and draft another quarterback. So How's there's that? a lot to say on this. You know, I'm surprised you didn't want to dedicate the open of the show to it. Um, <laughs> but Colin, think about this. If if the the Jets psychologically have to be wondering, my gosh, we benched this guy, but we didn't bench him. We made him inactive for three weeks. He's been on the head on the bench with a hoodie on during this during games. I know. It, it, th- bouncing back from that immediately. Well, you know what? That Baker Mayfield got a phone call. Fly to L.A. Play. What? I don't know the play, but I play. That's why you get paid the I, big I, bucks. Zach Wilson wishes he could face the Raiders defense this week, oh. which is atrocious. Now the, the Lions, Lions? Defense, they're okay. They're not great. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson's going to be is he's, one of the rookie he's candidates. It's a lot of nonsense on the back end. Uh, if, if I'm talking to Zach Wilson, if he's watching right now, Zach, <laughs> forget about being drafted number two. Forget about big picture redemption. Forget that crap. Detroit Lions, that's it. Focus on this week. I don't care what happens. Win this game. You, I don't care if you're 9 for 20. I've never worked with anybody in my life who cares more deeply about a team. I find it so charming. You love this team. It I mean, drives I, you crazy when they I, lose. I love my family. Um, yeah. I, I love Jets uh, my podcast. The Jets are up there. Like uh, They're my team. I root for them. This is a winnable game for Zach Wilson. Oh, of I don't course want it focus is. on the other stuff. And by the way, no floaters into the <laughs> middle of the field. Tuck and run, you know, seriously. By the way, Joe Flacco, they just announced his number two. So Mike White, not even active this week. <sighs> All right, we got through that. Next up, Justin Fields. He could join some elite company Sunday. He's I, only 95 rushing yards away from being uh, hitting the 1,000-yard mark this season. We've become the third quarterback to yeah. hit 1,000 in NFL history. The other two, yeah. Vic and Lamar. Off a of bye week, Bears are healthy. Are we going to see this in the Blazing Five? Yes, we are. Okay, all right. I think the Bears are I, – I, when you get these young teams and you give them some extra time, there's a lot of interesting uh, bets I have this week. Many of them teams coming off a bye late in the year. Teams get bait up. They're all a little healthier. I, I haven't seen the data on that to back it up, but I am curious. Next week, 
Eagles-Cowboys. I just saw the show before us talking about next week's game. Eagles got like a full segment dedicated. Can you dedicated. imagine Cowboy fans have the audacity to think ahead to anybody after Houston? What are, Cowboy fans looking at Philadelphia. Have you watched the Jags in the last month? That offense is tearing it up. I was going to put that in the Blazing Five, and I started looking at all the stuff. There's some wonky stuff I, happening you know, with I the Dallas I got talked out defense. of it. Yeah. My smart people said, no, 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 don't. Stay away from it. If you're a Cowboy fan, stay away from that game. So Justin Fields. I can't wait to watch that game. You think way. he can beat the Eagles, or he could just have some success just, and backdoor cover? I don't think they're going to beat the Eagles. The line's nine. That is a, a big number on the road. Especially when the Cowboys are next week and you're off a blowout win. So even if you're up 34-20, fourth quarter, Fields against the Preventy, goes down the field, gets a touchdown, and you get the backdoor cover. Nine's you, a lot of points in this league. It's a lot. Final story. Dolphins headed to Buffalo to take on the Bills. This is a monster game Saturday night, Colin. Last Sunday, obviously they got some flack for bringing heaters to Los Angeles, like the soft Floridians they are. But tomorrow night in Buffalo, it's expected to be in the maybe 20s. They're saying this could be the coldest football game of the year. I saw that stat this morning. I could cannot be. wait. Yeah. I uh, cannot wait to watch this Chance game. of snow in Buffalo. Uh, Mike McDaniel obviously having fun at practice. He was seen wearing a shirt that said, I wish it were colder. He's dancing around. Look at him. He's str- well, we don't have the video, but he's strutting around. <laughs> McDaniel's really trying to instill confidence in this team. You know they have to be wrecked. Have you ever Chargers not race. bet a game because you just want to enjoy it? No. Oh. I, I enjoy money. Okay. And winning. So I this one, I am so interested in the storylines because Buffalo now is starting to run the football uh, starting to get a little healthier. Are we going to get back to like early season September Buffalo? Because they had a stretch, so did San Francisco, in October, November, where the Niners and the Bills were falling apart. And now they're getting a little healthier in key spots. You go to the injury report. You know, Buffalo yeah. could be back to September Buffalo. Buffalo just saw a great defense last week. Who did they play? Oh, the Jets. That's right. And now they step down to face the Miami Dolphins, who really got shredded by Justin Herbert. Listen, I know there's some concern about Josh Allen's elbow. He had struggled. I just want to bring up two quick games at night in Buffalo. The Tennessee Monday night bloodbath earlier this season. I think it was 45-7 or something like that. And the Patriots playoff game in Buffalo at night last year. This place is going to be crazy Saturday night in Buffalo. You know the fans are going to be lubricated. All Saturday drinking, partying in the parking lot. This could be a beatdown for the ages. And I know I'm going overboard. I love Buffalo in this spot, Colin. Love them. This is like a car payment on the Buffalo Bills here. <laughs> uh, now, if you don't go do that at home, I will, obviously. Okay. J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. So, uh, a lot of people, I was reading an article this morning, and you know I like Derek Carr. I think he's a top 12 quarterback in the league. Some don't, I do. He may be closer to 12 than one, but I like him. He's an adult, he's durable, um, he's accurate. So, people are saying Derek Carr's future with the Raiders could hinge on the final four games. So I've always believed, you know, the media critics like who they like and everybody's got an agenda. If you want to know how talented you are or talented anybody is, who wants to hire you on an open market? If Ryan Day of Ohio State was on the open market, he would not get an NFL head coaching offer. He would get some college offers, but he's now getting pushed around by Michigan. If Jim Harbaugh was on the open market, he'd get offered seven NFL jobs and virtually any college job that was open. If Saban retired tomorrow, Harbaugh called Alabama, he'd get the job. Ryan Day would not. So you want to go back and forth on who's the better coach. 
How good you are is not defined by what fans say or the critics say. It's defined by you're on the open market. Who's interested? Okay, Derek Carr is going to have a market. For all of the critics of Derek Carr, the Giants are going to kick those tires on that car. The Colts are going to kick the tires. Washington's going to. Saints are going to. Jets are going to. Tampa will if Brady retires. Carolina will. That's seven teams. Brady had two offers when he left New England. Chargers, Bucks. And the other thing that helps Derek Carr is Jimmy Garoppolo's injury. He has no market. Carson Wentz no longer has a market. Baker Mayfield is viewed as a bridge quarterback. So are the Raiders going to move off Derek Carr? My hunch would be no. It's a total guess. I have no insight. But if you do look at their final four games of the season, it's very interesting. They play New England this week. That'll, that's a go-either-way game. Then they go to the Steelers. At home, I'd love it, but Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh, never know. Then it's Niners and Chiefs. So right now, they have the eighth pick in the NFL draft. But after that schedule, let's say they lose the New England Steelers and they sit Derek Carr. So let's look at the teams above them. This is where they are right now, and I think they're going to lose at least two of their final four games. Texans take a quarterback. Seahawks take a quarterback. Bears won't. I do not think the Lions should take a quarterback. They have major issues through the interior of that defense, and I think the defensive tackle for Georgia is going to fall to the Lions' lap, and they should draft him. Eagles won't take a quarterback. I don't think Arizona will. The Colts will. So, Panthers will, Falcons will. So those teams may have to move up, but the Raiders may not have to move up to get it because Niners is a loss, Chiefs would be a loss, at Pittsburgh's go either way. Now, I, I tend to think they'll beat New England this weekend, but if they don't, you could find the Raiders at that, that, that number five spot, and then, then the decision on Derek Carr gets very, very interesting because there's no big dead cap hit if he leaves, and you could trade him. He's got an absolutely robust market and get at least get a first and a second. I think Derek, I would give up a first and a second for Derek Carr in a heartbeat. This whole league's quarterbacks now. So the Raiders are in an interesting position where they've got really key pieces. They have their left tackle for the future, star running back, star receiver, tight end slot receiver, pass rusher. They've got some real pieces here, some really nice pieces. So it's an interesting time for the Raiders. I would stay with Derek Carr and fix the defense. But if they lose three of the next four, you know, and knowing the Raiders, they'll be close losses because it feels like every game they're in is close. Suddenly they at the fifth pick. And I don't I think the Lions would be out of their mind to draft a quarterback. That if you're watching the Lions and you think quarterbacks their issue, you're not watching the games. So Colin, if you look at Josh McDaniel's history, he has coached two quarterbacks who are going to be on the market. Tom Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo. Both will be eligible. Do you think Josh McDaniels wants a quarterback at five or one of those two veterans to go to a team that, by the way, made the playoffs last year? And I'll just quickly add, Patrick Mahomes sat out for a year before becoming awesome. Josh Allen was nothing special for like two years. You think he's going to draft a quarterback or take someone in free agency? Well, the free agent market. Wentz is no longer viable. Garoppolo's injury. Josh McDaniels is not tying his career. This is his second chance. He didn't work in Denver. So Josh McDaniel's career now, 
if you and I had had a job, a great job in our careers, and we get fired the first time, you get one more shot, Josh has to make this work. Derek Carr can win you a lot of games. So if I'm not going Derek Carr... Um, Tom Brady. <coughs> Sorry. Well, a lot of people think that's the case. So here's the thing. So you trade Derek Carr, and you get another first and a second. So you have two first, two seconds. You already got your skill people. You don't have to worry about that. Well, Josh he, Jacobs, they did, n- they did not pick up his fifth year, so he will be a free agent. They're going to have to pay a lot for him. If they want to keep him. Boy, we I know would. running backs are interchangeable. I know, but boy, I like him a lot. Now, now, if you have a second pick, you can take B. John Robinson, the running back from Texas. There you go. Okay, so that's a possibility. He's, he's a potential first rounder. Absolutely. He's very talented. No, kid. he's super talented. So there's there's options here. The offensive line's been a little bit of musical chairs there. Remember they whiffed on Leatherwood and a couple other guys uh, have really struggled. It's all I know is this is an interesting spot for the Raiders. Yeah, Brady's not going there if he doesn't so, have a left like, tackle. I think the Colts are a well run organization, but they're not good where they have to be good. The Raiders actually in the key spots. Max Crosby's a dog. Devontae Adams is my favorite receiver in the league. I like Derek Carr. Um, um, I think Colton Miller's a very nice left tackle. I don't know what PFF says. but They, they may trade Waller. There's a lot of speculation. Okay. Waller's Hunter on his way Renfro's out. That's another top, draft pick. Hunter Renfro's a top three slot in the league. By the way, he's expected to play this week. I don't know if you noticed that. Coming oh, off, I know. Eligible off IR. Yeah. Maybe him and Waller could play. And I think we've seen some line movement. Only like two points. But still, I was a little surprised. Hunter Renfro's good. Like Third and Renfro, one no. of the best nicknames in the league. No, he's really good. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. 
I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. Sunday on Fox, all eyes across the globe turn to an epic World Cup final. Lionel Messi leads juggernaut Argentina into a star-studded matchup with reigning champs France and the sensational Kylian Mbappe. It all comes down to this, the World Cup final. Coverage begins Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern on Fox and the Fox Sports app. Oh, I think I like France. Here's the thing. Everybody likes France. <laughs> Everyone. Not your boy. I'm on Argentina in this one. Well, Messi for the cup. Argentina loves, they love their football. They love it. I feel like they're going to have a home field advantage. Did yes. you see the semifinal? It was cool. felt like all Argentina. So jacked up to talk to Eric Mangini, Fox Sports analyst, joining us now live on the show. So Patriots Raiders, you face Belichick a few times. You, you, so Josh McDaniels gets to face, you know, his mentor. You think he's nervous? Did you like to do it? I, I love those games. I, I thought those were the best games to prepare for because you have such intimate knowledge of, of what they're doing, and, and then they understand what, what you're going to do. So we would do things like use code words that, that guys would have robot, robotic reactions to and, and instantly think that we were adjusting to something and, and make it something totally different. And, and it was like that every single time where you, you're, you're adding layers to the game plan because you, you know what hurts and, and you also understand that they know what hurts you. I, I thought it was some of the best and most interesting coaching I got to do. So I finally spotted a little hole with Brock Purdy, and I, I don't think it's solvable. So the Niners' three best offensive players, McCaffrey, Debo, and Kittle, are all wildly physical and a bit injury prone because of the way they play their offense hits like most teams defenses do they're very physical so because Debo's out I mean McCaffrey had 26 carries last night sick and and yeah. and because Purdy's young they're going to give him a more restrained here we're going to give you two or three things to just do so I thought to myself this is a little bit of trouble there's no way at this point in his career I want McCaffrey with 30 touches in a football game. I mean, I love him. But I, but I did see, Eric, I saw that and I thought, that's a little hole right now. They're becoming very reliant on a guy that gets banged up pretty easily. Your thoughts? It's, it's dangerous because you, you know you have to support the young quarterback, but you know you're just waiting for the other shoe to drop in, in terms of, of injury and and – how do you balance that out? Now, they, they've got a nice situation where they, they've won the division and, and, and don't have to worry about uh, necessarily moving up spots as much. So they could, they could take some of that, that pressure off. But they've, they've got to continue to protect the young quarterback. I think there's, there's some 
other things that are going to be really interesting to see, Colin, is, is how well he responds to consistent pressure. Yeah. And, and, and look, he tried to throw an interception last night. <laughs> and when you look back at, at his college career, he, he, his touchdown interception ratio wasn't that staggering. I mean, there were nine, eight, nine, ten interceptions per year. So he's, he's got that in him. Uh, but he's look, he's done an amazing job, better than anybody could have ever expected. But pressuring him and playing really tight coverage, if you can, is, is going to be interesting to see how he responds. So I think the most fascinating game, it may not be the best, it could get ugly, but it's Tua against Josh Allen. So I've never been, I've said this and I got pushed back a month ago and I said, I know Tua can win at home in 78 degree weather. Put him in the cold. Put him in Cincinnati. Put him in Cleveland. Put him in uh, uh, Baltimore. Put him in Buffalo, and it's raining or windy with that lack of arm strength. And and that's what I want my franchise quarterback to be. I can go on the road with Aaron Rodgers' arm, and he can win anywhere. Or or, or Burrow, or you, you know all the guys, Herbert. And so I've always wondered about bad weather Tua and heavy pressure Tua. Well, I've seen him with heavy pressure the last two weeks. It's been Tebow bad. And now comes pressure. <laughs> Not just bad, Eric, but like three for 17 stuff. And I said it this week, and I'll get pushback. But if he is unraveled in this, that feels like to me that GM flies back and that coach, and they start texting, and 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 it's a Brian Flores situation. What, like, guys, this, this isn't it. Am, am I hyperbolic on this? What do you think? No, I, I don't think so at all. The San Francisco game, you, you can understand because West Coast, tough defense. Okay, that, that that's a one-off. When you go to the Chargers game, they're banged up. They're playing a, a ton of young guys, and he performs the way he does. But when you read the comments, did you read the comments after the game? There's a Chargers linebacker talking about the fact that they were just going to flood the middle of the field because that's where the highest percentage of his throws go. And when you look at his heat map, it's it's absolutely true that that's where he's going with the ball and and that's what they were going to take away they were going to see if he could beat them throwing to the outside so Tua talks about it and said we knew exactly what they were doing and, and the fact that he couldn't overcome it knowing what they were doing the fact that people are going to jam up the middle of the field and force him to throw outside now factor in the arm strength and the weather if he's forced to throw outside those are the toughest throws to, to make that that there's there's a lot of things as as he continues to play, where where the league identifies your weaknesses and and you have to prove that you can overcome them and he hasn't or he you know in this string. Yeah. So uh, J Mac lives and dies with the Jets, and we talked about this twenty. 20- I I know that we've talked about it a million times. <laughs> so I said this is perfect. I used to give quarterbacks three years. Now it's Thanksgiving by the second year. You had a lot more snaps in high school. You had seven-on-seven camps. College throws like the NFL now. I'm not giving you three years. Thanksgiving year two, I got to see something. So here we are, post-Thanksgiving year two, and it's perfect. He didn't know he was going to start. <laughs> it's a home game against an average defense. This is perfect. If he goes out, I don't want to hear about pressure late starts. I got to know if this kid has it in him, and this is perfect. He got benched. He got humbled. He hasn't gotten first-team reps. I, and I've said it, if he comes out and it's a dog, I've made my decision. It, it, again, do I sound too harsh? No, 
not not at all. It's now this is interesting too because Detroit can put up a ton of points. Yes, that's one problem. And their defense, as long even though it's an average defense, it's gotten a lot better over the last quarter plus of, of the season. They've made a, a ton of strides defensively. And if he goes out and and it's a function of he's okay, he just didn't lose the game for us. That that's not going to be good enough. He's got to show that he can help win games. And now you've got the Purdy effect. Purdy comes in and plays the way he does, and and you you're sitting on Zach Wilson, and, and the the equation changes to some degree. It changes yeah. for Trey Lance too. Changes for all these guys because you can't you can't make the excuse that he hasn't been given every single advantage you can be given as a quarterback. Yeah. Detroit is as much fun as you can have for kind of an average team. <laughs> I love, you know what? And I was a doubter on Dan Campbell, but the one thing is Bill Parcells, who I love, is one of the smartest guys in football, loves him. So it's like, well, Parcells knows more than I do, and he loves him. I'll tell you, when I watch Detroit play, they don't look poorly coached to me. They play so hard. And to your point, they get better. This defense was a disaster in September. They got a pass rush now. And and Dan Campbell is authentic. They, 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 he is who he is, and he's not trying to, to hide from that, and, and that resonates. And and when he played, he was like you see as a coach. He was, he was that tough. He was that demanding on himself. I'm sure he was that demanding on his teammates. And and that resonates as well. I'm I'm happy for him. Because he of what he's done, and and because he stayed true to to who he is, I think that I think that's a the right approach, one hundred percent. Eric Mangini, Fox Sports, Saturday games, Sunday games, Monday games. <laughs> this, this is so good. I the it's weather's ever, so good right now. Uh, coach, great great storylines. Oh, great seeing you too. Everywhere. Um, let go, let's go back to the Derek Carr thing. It's interesting when we put the draft thing up with all the, the teams and their schedule. So if you're the GM of the Raiders, let me ask you, what would you do? Well, I would listen to what Josh McDaniel says, cause we know he's running the show, but yes, I would say, can we get Tom Brady in here? Tom Brady's going to do more for you next year in Vegas than any guy you drafted five or eight will do. So a one year deal. Is, are we sure just one? It's going to be 46. I mean, does Tom Brady look washed to you, or is it the Tampa Bay offensive line injuries? Remember, he's also working with Byron Leftwich. Well, the situation. He hates the game plan so much, he's like, you know, changing things the day before. I, I, I know he's eating avocado ice cream, but he'll be 46. And the guys that I like, the Burrow, the Mahomes, the Allen, the Herbert, they're closer to 26. That's 20 years. This is not being an accountant. You okay, don't get better it, with age. That's fair. So are you saying I, I want to go Bryce Young or roll the dice I'm, with Will Levis? I'm keeping Derek Carr and I'm drafting a quarterback. Well, what if Josh McDaniels tells you, I came here to win. I tried to win with Carr. Look at his numbers. This is one of the worst seasons he's had in five or six years. I don't think it's going to be fixed in year two. Get me another guy. Get me Tom Brady. What if, they, what if Josh McDaniels says that? Well, then you have to get Tom Brady because he's running the show. He's making more than the GM. I'm almost certain of that. All right. Driveway.com. Where's your happy place? Buy. Peruse. Search for a car. New or old, doesn't matter. Driveway.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do 
and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.